When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's a brand new year. And Nathan, what I want to do is I want to decide right now, right here, what is the best off-road truck of the year? For 2023. Yes. That, that's my jam. That's, that's <laughs> the stuff I love. And that is what I, I thrive I'm sorry, I was probably a little bit intense there, but (laughs) but really what I want to do. So if you remember, in episode 83 of our Talking Trucks podcast, Mm -hmm. TFL Talking Trucks, is uh, we created what I called the pyramid. Yeah. And this is based on one of the questions that came in from you guys, um, the listeners and viewers, is there's too much going on in the world of trucks as far as off-road packages, off-road settings, off-road components and equipment. How do you decide on what truck to buy? So we built a pyramid with kind of at the bottom of the pyramid, kind of the more basic off-road packages, mm-hmm. and we worked all the way up to the extreme TRX. That is correct. And also, I wanted to create an investment pyramid as well, but for some oh. reason, Roman, Roman shut that down. Oh, that's a bad term. I, will, well, yeah, I yeah. know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and I was, just, I was trying to fund you know, my next vacation, which uh, I want to no, get to in a second, This is not too, a scheme. No, no, no. Scheme, that's an ugly word. No. But the the whole point of this, and I really liked when we did that, uh, by the way, I did that with you. We were able to talk to you guys about the fact that there are a lot of packages out there that make trucks from absolute basic utility vehicles all the way up to serious off-road toys and everything in between. And I think there's been a little bit of confusion about where trucks lie and now that we have even more to deal with in terms of off-roading, uh, the fact that we have this list and we're putting it together means that you guys will be able to, you know, at a glance, or in this case, at a listen, figure out, mm, okay, I don't really need a $98,000 truck to do what I basically need to do off-road. I can settle for something half the price, and hopefully we'll be able to cover that. Yeah, and the beautiful thing is, uh, as we talk through this, we've driven basically every truck. Well, maybe like Raptor R, I was really fortunate to drive, but Roman and you have not driven Yeah, yet. yeah, I hate you. Oh, um, yes. I but, mean, yes, you're But right. I can give you maybe a little bit of a taste of what Raptor R is. And so we've had new trucks since last time we did this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, 84X is kind of a new brand from yeah. GM. We have Raptor R from Ford. We have Rivian is now a player because mm-hmm. they, they have, you know, quite a capable off-road system. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So... How, how do we do this? Well, when we start this, I think what we do is we start from the bottom and work our way up. So we have, according to Andre, six levels of, um, you know, all the way down from your basic off-road package, like a Z71, 
all the way up to, you know, the very top off-road trucks, which are pretty obvious, TRX and whatnot. So we're going to hit that. But before we do, we got a couple of things, a little bit of business to take care of. Now, first of all, Andre. Yeah? I just got back from vacation. I don't take vacations very well, often, as well, you know. Well, if you listened to our podcast last time, Roman was here, and uh, we talked about which trucks we sold and bought. Yeah. So how was your vacation? <laughs> wow. That, that's an entry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, my, my vacation was really good. I, uh, my, I took my family to Disneyland. Okay. And I uh, had... <laughs> You know what car I got uh, from Nissan? Thank you, by the way. Uh, uh, the Nissan Kicks. Oh, I wanted to get the a little uh, Kicks. Yeah, the little little tiny thing for uh, one family to use for a one week vacation, and I was able to get all my luggage in there. But what I really wanted to get my hands on was a Nissan truck, like a Titan or a um, Frontier. Mm-hmm. But I'm in Los Angeles, and so it made sense to have something with a trunk, and that's kind of why this was and selected. Something smaller, something more efficient. Yeah, Thank God, amazing mileage, yeah. and I was really yeah. happy because gas is crazy there. So um, while I was there, I wanted to tell you, I, I, I actually ate one of the best hamburgers I've ever had in my life. It was really okay, good. Okay, where, where is this? So the place is called the Burger Lounge. It's actually a, a small chain. There's a couple of these. The Burger Lounge is in Santa Monica. Uh, the general manager is actually a fan no way. He, he loves TFL truck. Wow. Yeah. And he, well, I, I'm stuffing my face with this amazing burger. And there's like all these different types, you know, typical California, like, you know, you can get one that's veggie, you and know, vegan, be and... vegan and all that. But you can also get like a proper, you know, meat burger. And yeah. it was really freaking good. I couldn't believe how good it was. Anyway, uh, so shout out to Burger Lounge because that was about the best damn burger I've ever had. And the assistant manager there or the general manager. Amazing guy, big fan of TFL well, Truck. Well, thank you for watching and listening. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. But while I was out there, yes. something very interesting that I noticed. Now, you know how we have a lot of road trucks here? Yeah. You know, the ridiculous wheels and everything else. The they wheels stick, are sticking out. Sticking out and then tiny, you know, very low-profile tires and yeah. they're useless off-road. I thought I'd see a lot more of those in California. I didn't. You didn't? No, <laughs> I see a lot more of them here hmm. in Colorado. And that's that's a little alarming. So, uh, Coloradans, you need to stop it. But... Um, <laughs> But I saw, like, the best trucks ever in California. I just, and to me, you know, growing up in Southern California, there are places to off-road. Lots of, like, great dunes and stuff like that you can get to and whatnot. But it was just, to me, I'm just looking around going, oh, my God, these are the most amazing off-road trucks. And at the same time, I'm looking at a million Teslas running around there, too. So it was an interesting mix. But my whole point of this was... I got stopped. Uh, we get recognized, you know, from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I got stopped by a guy driving a Tesla okay. when I was at Disneyland in the parking lot. And he pulls up to me and he goes, when's the damn Tesla truck going to come out? Ooh. <laughs> that, was his, that was exactly okay. his that thing. That was his opening line? Yeah. And it's great to have my wife and kids there, too. And he didn't even introduce himself. He just pulls up and yells at me. And <laughs> well, I'm sure he meant it in the best way possible. My daughter was going to ball on him, too. She was oh. just like, she, her fist was ready. Yeah. So I, I calmed everybody down. And I, I said, dude. Tesla doesn't tell us anything. They don't tell anybody anything. But what we do know is that they're testing. We do know that for a fact. And the good news is for you guys out there who are waiting for a Tesla truck, maybe it's coming this year. That's all I got. That's what yeah. I told him too. Yeah, well, the the latest news about this that I saw is that um, there's some, I don't know if it's official sneak peek or like real leaks uh-huh. or if Elon Musk is like taking pictures from the factory in Texas. But there's a couple of images coming out from Texas that they're building the presses to build those uh, truck bodies. Right, uh, right. Out there because he wants to build them out of stainless steel. 
And stainless steel is supposed to be very rigid, right, and really strong, but it also requires tremendous pressure to form it. It right? does. It does. They're, they're going to be pretty expensive trucks to build. Yeah. Now, the last thing I saw is I saw rear view, or side view mirrors and windshield wipers, two things he didn't want. And he has to back off and because of regulations. Yeah, has to put on So, there. so uh, we think it's coming. Yeah. I mean, hopefully within this year that's, or maybe that's, 12 months. Yeah, that, that's all we got on that. So long story short, that was what it all boiled down to. But by the way, thank you all very much uh, in California because that was a hell of a great trip, even though half the state is underwater. Yeah, what, what, what is up with the weather over there? First, there's wildfires and there's flooding. What's next? Why do you think I moved to Colorado? <laughs> What's that, locust? Is locust? Uh, yeah, there'll be every plague will yeah. be out there. Yeah, it's, look, it's California, man. The one thing about Californians, even though they complain and, you know, all these other things all the time, uh, they are resilient. And so they'll deal with the earthquake. They'll turn right around and deal with the fire, deal with the mudslide, deal with rains, and then have drought for six years straight. So that's, that's California. Go. Okay, let's get back to this. Uh, we have some Patreons that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, speaking of shout-outs, yeah. we've got to do a, two more shout-outs to William and another one to Stephen Van Kempen for supporting us on Patreon.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash TFL car is our only page for uh, all TFL studios. That's right. So we just created one one location there. And it's also a great place for us to communicate. Uh, like we always say, you can ask us questions, give us feedback. Um, I don't have any questions from Patreon this episode, uh, but we discussed at least one question last time. So thank you for doing that. Thank you, guys. And also, uh, as we start, let's start talking about off-road trucks. And then I want to hit some news as well. That sounds like a great yeah. idea. So really, this episode is being kicked off by a question we received a, uh, a week or two ago about uh, the F-150 Rattler off-road package. So this has been kind of almost on the radar. R-A-T-T-L-E-R, uh, Rattler. Like the snake. Okay. I hope. <laughs> I hope it's not like a ch ch child's uh, Rattler toy. Rattle toy? Keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's that. Yeah, that didn't work. Anyway, so the Rattler, like the Snake, mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, it's a new package that Ford introduced on their F-150s. Right. And it was so we covered it plentifully uh, last year as well in 2022. Uh, so they announced it. It's kind of based on an XL crew cab four-wheel drive F-150, but it also has some cosmetic touches to it. So different wheels, different rear bumper, dual exhaust pipes, uh, badging. And then they published the configurator and I got an email immediately, where's the Rattler mm. for 2023? Right. And it turned out it was sold out. No kidding. Yes. That, that is fast. So uh, for, of course, Ford and many other manufacturers don't publicize how many, you know, what the volume is, if it's a thousand, two thousand or whatever right. um, trucks. But so people, but then we received a, a couple of images from you guys that they're on dealer lots now. But here's the question. When do you choose the Rattler versus FX4 versus Tremor versus Raptor? So that's kind of where it's coming from. Yeah, sometimes these packages really are for appearance. And sometimes there are a couple advantages to getting them. I mean, they may be slim, but there are advantages in some cases. And we're going to cover a majority of those in this little list that uh, Andre put together very carefully, actually. Yeah, so the Rattler really, the, to answer your question, is based on the FX4. Mm -hmm. FX4 package has been in Ford trucks for decades. 
really. Right. And um, in fact, the one that you used to own had the FX4 package as well. Yeah. And they have this package on the midsize truck, the full-size truck, the heavy duties. Even the little Maverick has an FX4 package. Right. So the FXR package is one step above your base 4x4, F-150, F-250, whatnot, and, yeah. and, and also uh, Ranger. Yeah. Um, and what it gives you on top of that base 4x4 is a locking rear diff. Yes. That's probably the biggest thing. Uh, slightly beefed up off-road suspension. But not name brand. But not name so brand. So it's basically four-tuned. Right, yes. but it's, it's a little beefier for off-roading and slightly more aggressive tires, I think you could say. Would that yes. be fair? And also uh, some modes. So, oh, uh, yeah, trucks, additional modes. Trucks are getting more digital mm -hmm. uh, all the time, right? So you may have an additional rock crawl mode that they didn't have before. Right. Um, and also skid plates, protection, right? Did you mention that? No, I didn't. Um, yeah, so usually additional skid plate would be thrown in. Oh, and usually they'll put in a graphics package. I think a lot of those yeah, are, you know, where it'll say FX4 on the side or something yeah. like that. Um, but that, that's pretty much it. Now, I, I got to say that I've, I've equipped, you know, because part of our job is to go online and equip these vehicles when we write up things and do videos. And I've equipped several Ford products with the FX4 package. And I've noticed that compared to a lot of the other guys out there, it's actually a really good value, especially with that locker. So it's a great value, but there are things that you may want to keep in mind. One of which I feel is that they never put on what I, I would consider to be adequate off-road tires. You have to go a couple steps further to really get those. Yeah, and here's what the Rattler does. Um, this is an image that Ryan, one of our viewers, Ryan uh, Sheard, uh, sent to us. Is that uh, here's the Rattler truck. If you're watching this on, on YouTube, um, this is a, a Rattler truck at the dealership, mm -hmm. um, and they do throw in a slightly more aggressive tire. Yeah, and a wheel, um, tire and wheel package. Yeah, and the wheel is blacked out. Mm -hmm. So really, the Rattler package, like you said, it combines the FX4 goodies mm -hmm. and kind of is available in the limited configuration, which is crew cab only. Right. Um, and it's a little bit more appearance-oriented. It is appearance-oriented, but there's, there's a problem. Um, not all of you guys are going to have this problem. If you're serious about off-roading, one of the things I never recommend is having uh, dual rear exhaust shooting out the back because <laughs> your departure angle is suddenly can but, be affected. But Nathan, it, it looks, looks cool. I know it looks cool. It, I think it looks cool yeah, too. Yeah, I know. But but if you're going to go just as something as simple as fins and things in Moab, Utah, it's very possible that you could scrape uh, the, that rear exhaust because of the bumper and whatnot. So keep that in mind if you're actually thinking about doing some light off roading. That if you have dual rear exhaust as opposed to the regular exhaust setup in a Ford F-150, which is off to the side, tucked in behind the tire, mm -hmm. which is better for off-roading. Um, keep that part in mind. But in terms of looks, I think it looks really nice. Yeah, I think uh, who really made the dual exhaust pipes coming straight back mm -hmm. really popular was, was Ram. Ram, Ram. Yeah. Because their Hemi trucks have had that for years and years. And of course, after that uh, happened, a Ford Raptor made it famous, right? For mm -hmm. having those exhaust pipes sticking out the back. You're absolutely right. But the, yeah. And then General Motors did their HDMI style ones. Yeah, little ports. <laughs> that's Bing. that's what they look like to me out in the back. If, if you guys know what I'm talking about, then then great. If not, then it's just the shape of the exhaust in GM products uh, out the rear. And here's uh, and just one more thing I wanted to highlight, which mm -hmm. is that trucks are getting more and more expensive because of you know which inflation, you other, know. Other, other items. This particular F-150 XL crew cap 4x4 Rattler has a sticker price of 53755 and this is with an EcoBoost. So this Which is, a, EcoBoost is uh, a 3.5. Oh, it's a 3.5, so okay. It's, so it's one of it's their the top, beefier top engine. engines. Okay. 
uh, but still, it's over 53 grand. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah, this is this is the tough part because I would look at that right now. You know, considering the budgets that I look at and say, hmm, that's that's really bad. <laughs> but the reality is, is that that actually is not a horrible price. Considering what's considering out there right now. Else. Right. Considering the other truck we want to talk about later in the show, which is the Raptor R, which is double, more than double this price. That's exactly it. Let's move on, though, to other vehicles that are on this list, the starting point on the list, and that would be General Motors. General Motors right now, and they've had this for years and years and years, has the Z71 package. The Z71 package is a little bit different than the FX4 package on Ford. For one thing, it's a different type of rear locker. It's a mechanical rear locker that is completely hands-free. It does it all on its own. Essentially, what it'll do is it'll lock up after it detects spin. And we've used this on several vehicles with mixed results. I would say that it, it's a solid system, okay? It does its job, but... For those of you who cannot tolerate wheel spin, it can be an issue because in some cases it takes several revolutions for that one wheel to kick in or before the other wheel kicks in and, you know, you have the actual rear end locking. Um, And that can be a real issue on ice and snow, which we've had before. But when you're going off road, once you're willing to spin a little bit, it locks up and it goes. It does its job. Yeah. And um, the reason I brought up a picture of a 2005 Chevy Tahoe, because my friend Destin, this is his dad's vehicle, uh-huh. and it is a Z71. So this brand has been around for decades once again, Yeah, uh, very similar to the Ford brand. Yeah, it's a uh, nice looking truck, by the way. Uh, yeah. And it's got a lot of miles. I like the raised and, white letters and, on the tire. And even now, the Chevy Tahoe and the Suburban are available in the Z71. But it's becoming its own trim, right? Yeah. So it, it used to be a package you added to something else, and now it's becoming its own vehicles, so to speak. To a certain degree. Now, once again, like the FX4 package, you do get some upgrades. I believe you get slightly more aggressive tires. I believe you get at least a skid plate, and I think you do get a little bit more aggressive uh, rate springs or and or shocks. But I'm not 100% sure what the new Z71 package has. Yeah, and it kind of depends on the vehicle versus Silverado versus Tahoe versus Suburban and others. So you have to be kind of a little bit discerning um, as far as there. But if you want to go one step further, Z71, we'll talk about a little bit later, is the Trail Trail Boss, boss, yeah. Which gives you a lift as well. And and, and some extra looks and everything else. That's, I think, a completely different package, which is why it's on the next level of this list. So let's talk about, so on the same level, we have FX4 Rattler. Mm -hmm. We added to this list, right? Right. Z71. Ram Off-Road Package has been around for also many, many years. Yeah, yeah. It's not as popular, and I think part of the reason why is because of the Rebel. Yeah, Rebel kind of changed the game, really. Exactly. It It was one of the earlier ones for that in-between trim where you're looking at something that's got a lot more uh, visual gravitas to it, right? But the Ram 4x4 off-road package, once again, is a step up from the base Ram four-wheel drive truck. And unlike the other guys out there, there are no mid-sized trucks for this thing to really you know, share any components with, so to speak, or anything else. It's its own thing, only on the Ram. But I... I believe you can get a similar package on the 2500s as well. Yeah, you can. And it once again, I, I would call it mild. Yeah. Once again, it's almost like a Z71, mm-hmm. kind of a direct competitor for Z71. I would agree. And then Ram uh, went and did something else for their light-duty trucks for their full-size uh, 1500s, is they created the backcountry package, ah, yeah. which in my mind is kind of a Rattler competitor. 
because it adds a few visual cues, you know, the blacked out wheels, slightly more aggressive tires. Of course, that bumper with dual exhausts, right? Yep. So I, I need to add the backcountry to our pyramid. Yeah. So while he's adding the backcountry, I can tell you, we've actually driven a few backcountry packages. I think that they're a little bit more comprehensive in terms of everything they give you because you are, you can feel it on the interior as well. It's a step up from your base truck. So there's something to be said about that. Um, Ram has been really good, I think, about packages. And they've also been really anal about packages because well, they, they stretch it out, man. They, they, they just, really are kings of that. They, they really are. I mean, yeah. there's 100 different packages to every three packages the other guys have. You know, and there are different color options. Exactly. There's, you know, built to serve is their packages for yeah. to celebrate the, the copper uh, special uh, edition. Armed, armed forces, yeah. et cetera. So, I mean, they really go all, all in. And recently they introduced the TRX Havoc, remember? Yes. Which is actually a color. It, it so. is a color, and we'll get to that when we get to the TRX, which is obviously near the top or at the top of our list. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now, the next vehicle on the list, uh, once again, we're still at the very beginning, is the Nissan uh, Pro 4X package. Now, the Pro 4X package works with both the uh, Titan and the Frontier. Mm -hmm. And the Pro 4X is is one of their top-of-the-line things. They don't really – they don't have a lot of – additional trims on top of that. For them, it's it's kind of all or nothing, I would say. So you can get a basic 4x4 with both trucks. But then you go to the next level and you go to the Pro 4X package, and it's a really good package because you do get suspension, you do get armor, you do get a locker, and you get tires and wheels. And they're much better tires, I believe. They're uh, the Dynapros. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Dynapro's 82s. 82s. Yeah. We actually have a Frontier in our, in our loan fleet right now from Nissan. Right. Yeah. And um, I really like the Frontier, by the way, if you didn't know that. Uh, Titan's a great truck as well. So getting this package, you get a lot of stuff with it. You get a completely updated interior and everything else. Definitely a couple steps, I think, ahead of what the FX4 and the Z71 and those packages are with all the stuff you get. However, that's as far as you go. Yeah, right. and, the, and the reason why I would put it at kind of the main base level of this off-road pyramid uh-huh. is because the ground clearance. So that has been my issue with the Pro 4X. Like you said, I agree. It even has Bilstein shocks. I know, I know. It's so, really so good. It has really good tuned suspension, but then you really use that front skid plate yeah. because that skid plate is running into obstacles. With both trucks, too. Yeah. The, the approach angle on both the Titan and the Frontier could uh, be improved. Could definitely be yeah, improved yeah. and should be improved. But yeah. one of the reasons why the front ends are so low is so they get slightly better mileage because that's part of the deal is that they have to compete with these other trucks, which are now having you know hybrids and all that other stuff. Now, another competitor in this class, and this uh, keep in mind, um, when we mentioned Toyota, Toyota just recently came out with this Tundra, which is all new, and insanely capable in certain ways, but it still has this package, but it's not quite the same as it used to be. Um, This is the TRD off-road package. And once again, it works for both their mid-size truck and their full-size truck. 
Yeah, the Tacoma has a um, TRD off-road package. And this is where people get a little bit confused uh, because a TRD is overarching many different aspects of exactly. uh, Toyota uh, truck and also car. Toyota development. racing development. Yeah, uh, and it all, they also have the sport version of TRDs, mm-hmm. which is totally street-focused. Exactly. So, so we're not going to be talking about TRD sports. No, and, uh, and that's another confusing part is that the, the whole TRD thing covers a lot. Now... They're starting to do a lot of GR stuff. And you're going to see more of that in the future, by the way, with trucks in the future. Uh, GR is their gazoo racing um, division, yeah, which is a whole different thing. Right now, what we're talking about is the TRD off-road package. That is their first level off-road package above the base truck because you can get a base Toyota Tacoma, and I believe you can get a base Toyota Tundra as a 4x4 and then get to the TRD off-road package. Yeah, and once again, um, you know, you, you get specially tuned suspension. You mm-hmm. get a rear locker now in the Tundra as well. Which is great. Because they used to have kind of this kind of limited slip system. It wasn't kind of. It uh, was a yeah, limited yeah, slip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so now you do have a locker. And Tacoma has offered the locker before. Yes. Even before the Tundra. And, and you know what? In my opinion, if you look at Tacoma specifically, that's probably the, the, the truck to get. Because you could go to TRD Pro, which we'll mention a little bit later. Right. But I don't know. That's a lot of money. That's almost nine grand more in some cases you're paying for the Pro versus the TRD off-road that already has a lot of off-road capability baked in. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes especially to Tacoma, Tacoma, I would say one step under Jeep has more uh, aftermarket and additional market components that you can slap onto it to make it more capable than almost anything else out there. It's remarkable how much stuff is out there for it. So in our case, both of us are kind of value-minded. So we see the TRD off-road package as a really good start and more than enough for a lot of people out there who would be willing to spend a lot more money on the full TRD Pro package. And there's a lot of other components in between that you can get too, by the way, if you actually go online. And what I'm really liking about all manufacturers now, especially within the last couple of years, they're offering more accessories from a dealership. A lot of them, well, most of them come with warranties, right? Yes. Because they're approved by the manufacturer. I'm talking about skid plates, suspension updates. Oh, even winches in some uh, cases. Some bumpers and winches. Yes. Um, so they, they're offering a lot more uh, options, even for the basic trucks, which I love. Yes, I did. I completely agree yeah. with you. Um, I wanted to say with that, for those of you out there who are not, let's say, mechanically inclined and really don't want to wrench on your own truck, but also want it to be protected, this is a really good way to go. If you have a dealer installed a component that's covered by your warranty, it's a lot more expensive to do it that way. But for some of you people out there who just want to have that accessory put on the truck without worrying about it, that might be the way to go. Also, like exhaust systems are now getting popular. Oh, yeah, popular a whole bunch of them. GM is big on this now because they're offering performance exhaust systems, intake systems. They are expensive, way more expensive than aftermarket. But like you said, it's covered, it's kind of peace of mind, and it's been proven by the manufacturer to add a little bit of performance to your Toyota truck. does that as well. Yeah. With a TRD Pro mm-hmm. exhaust system. Precisely. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to how about the next level? Not, yes. a, not as many vehicles on this next level. So let's move on to capability. Yes. Boom. So, so now we're going to step up. And also step up in price, mm-hmm. step up in capability. Um, so there's several vehicles on this uh, uh, kind of a level. Uh, Trail Boss, AT4. So AT4 GMC is really this cousin to the Trail Boss mm-hmm. um, in capability and equipment. Rebel, we mentioned the Rebel already. Right. And now we have the heavy-duty Rebel also entering the fray. 
Right, and that's that's a totally different truck in my book. Well, yeah, we need to discuss that a little bit. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay, and also the TRD Pro now. Okay, so these are on the next level, and this is out of six levels, guys. So we're we're, we're still working. We're moving on up. It. Yeah. Yeah. So let's first go to the Trail Boss. Um, the Trail Boss is a vehicle we have a lot of experience with because we actually owned one and had a really good ownership experience with that truck. That The one we had was a 2000... It was a 20. It was a 20. 20, yeah. Um, and it had the 5.3 in it, but it also had the 10-speed automatic transmission. Uh, not a whole lot of options, uh, but it did have the Trail Boss package to it, which gave us a suspension lift, which gave us tires and wheels. It gave us... Um, I think a little bit of armor, right? Yeah, and I, but I wish GM would do better on the trail bus with armor. Um, a lot of it is appearance as well. Yes. Um, but uh, now we have Rancho shocks, right? So, so on the previous level, we kind of have most of the suspension systems are manufacturer specific, right? Not name brand shocks, for example. There's a couple exceptions. There's not, you know, there's. <laughs> For example, the TRD off-road trucks have Bill Steins. Right. But uh, now this next capability has to do with the lift, I think, because mm -hmm. that's the biggest differentiator of the Trail Boss. It gets a two-inch uh, lift. And not only does it look better, but it does help for articulation. We actually put it to the test more often than not. And, and it's a simple lift because it's using blocks in the back. Right. So it's not like a, it's all, you know, different leaf spring in the rear. Unique A-arms and all that other stuff up front. Nothing yeah. like that. This is this is a very simple lift, but it's an effective lift. It does the job. And at the same time, the ride quality is outstanding. Yeah, and the 84 is a very similar truck except in GMC clothing. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more premium on the inside. Um, and then, of course, there was a Rebel, which kind of changed the game. So the Rebel came out for light-duty 1500 Rams in 2019. Right. And we actually owned that truck, too. We did own that truck, and um, uh, it, was, it was kind of a love-hate relationship with that one, I would say. We beat up on it quite a bit. We also uh, We modified it, too. Yes, with the suspension. Uh, it, I thought it was a really good truck, a really good first attempt at building this mid-level truck that kind of brought all the elements that most people really want in a truck to the factory, which was a lift, a better looking vehicle, a more aggressive looking vehicle. And what was cool is that Ram decided, okay, we're gonna add a different you know, hood, a different fascia and everything else. And I thought it was really cool. I think Andre did as well, but it wasn't perfect. Yes, and, and we, but we built a whole project around it. It's yes, called the Rebel Rouser. You can look it up on altfl.com or our YouTube channels. That's correct. Um, I don't want to focus on the Rouser part because it's something we did, right? We customized it. but I, That I had want, nothing to do with RAM. Uh, I do want to mention this. Um, I remember being at the uh, launch event of the Rebel. Mm -hmm. This was in Detroit at their uh, headquarters. Yeah. Um, and I just say Detroit loosely. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's yeah. a large area. Yeah. Um, and... Um, I think it caught me by surprise and maybe some of the other competitors by surprise because the first thing that people said, ooh, is the Rebel a Raptor competitor, right? Because the Raptor has always been kind of this measuring stick. That yeah, it established had. the segment if you yeah. think about it. And Rem said pretty simply, no, mm. it's just below the Raptor. And they never mentioned the Raptor in their presentation. Uh, they said, we, we want to build our own truck called the Rebel. And I was like, uh, some people were disappointed, but I think Rem purposely found a new segment because look at what happened. Then Ford introduced the Tremor later, right? Right, And we'll discuss the Tremor next. Um, the Trail and Boss came later as well. the Trail well. Boss. Mm -hmm. And then now we have a Silverado ZR2. 
yep. coming into the space. So I think Ram hit a point where some of the other competitors may not have totally found. Right. They they built a truck that wasn't as crazy expensive as you know a Raptor, but it was still very off-road capable, and it had the looks and the feel of something that was kind of premium, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, that part I thought was extraordinary. It had a really nice interior for the time when it first came out. Uh, still, I think, of an excellent interior. They managed to put a lot of value in this truck. And that is the point that, you know, this next section is all about. Value, not necessarily, I mean, none of these trucks really give you a whole lot more over the trucks are based on. But in many cases, a little bit more look and a lot more goodies that are like thrown into it. But there is a truck on here that does have a lot more capability. And that would be the one that you're looking at. If you can't see it, that is the Tundra TRD Pro. And the TRD Pro brand in general, mm -hmm. which now extends also the Sequoia. I mean, the Sequoia TRD Pro has been around, mm -hmm. but now they've redesigned the Sequoia. We recently tested it. Right. Um, so the TRD Pro. Great looking Pro, truck. Yeah. Uh, but here's what T Toyota, I think, is doing now with the Pro line. They're also taking it more premium. Yes, they are. Right. And it's reflected in the price. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be eye-opening to see those prices on the next, um, you know, the Tundra TRD Pros and the Sequoia TRD Pro, which is now mid $70,000 levels. Right, um, but, but to be fair, you are getting a hybrid standard. So it's a twin turbocharged V6 hybrid yep. with a 10-speed automatic transmission. That is just part of it. And then on top of that, then you get your suspension upgrade, your tire upgrade, your armor upgrade. I mean, all that stuff is part of that package. Yeah, totally. So you're getting everything in one. So luxury, comfortable interior, mm -hmm. and all the tech. All you know, all the tech that you could throw at the truck or an SUV, it's there. Um, and of course, there's a Forerunner TRD Pro too. But mm -hmm. Forerunner is a whole different story. Yeah, we're not going to go into the Forerunner. Um, that's a completely different animal. But but also, uh, their engineering team always tells me whenever I ask about Pro, they talk about higher speed desert running or higher speed off roading not rock crawling. So they're always, they're tuning their TRD Pro suspensions for those higher speeds so they can uh, cope with those, you know, fast chatter or those bigger whoops, you know, that you're going Which over. is exactly what Toyota has been absolutely killing it at. And can we go into the news now? Because there's something that Toyota has recently done. So we're taking a little break from this before yeah. we go to the next level, but it's all about Toyota. And that is, for those of you who have not been paying attention to Dakar, the 2023 Dakar rally uh, was won amongst other racers because there's several different divisions, but with the car, technically, um, by Toyota. And Toyota won it. Well, you have a full story on TFL Off-Road. I do have a full story on TFL Off-Road. Yes. And if you scroll down just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Oh, scroll up uh, a little uh, bit. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Scroll up a little bit more. What, okay, what here happened? we go. Okay, so uh, Nasser Al-Ataya. And I probably completely screwed up that pronunciation. But he won his fifth Dakar race. That now, that makes him... The only person who's won more is Stefan Pat Petterhansel, who's won like 18 or, or 16 or something like that. So he hasn't come close to him yet. But still, he's the second winningest driver in Dakar history. And this is the second time that he's won back-to-back -back with Toyota. And it's the Hilux, which essentially is like an overseas version of our you know, um, Tacoma, sort of. 
Um, and he absolutely killed it this year. Very consistent, excellent drive. But that's not all. Mm -hmm. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of the story. Okay. I, I've heard his name pronounced also Nasser Alatia. So and it might be Alatia. Yeah. yeah and, and, and I apologize. My, oh, what uh, is yeah. this? What is that? That is the winner of the Classics division. So that is a Toyota. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Dakar runs a Classics division now. They've been doing it for, I think, three years now, where they bring in trucks and cars and motorcycles that are uh, 20 years old or older to race in this slightly separate race. It's 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 in Dakar, but it's not part of the Dakar race. And the winner of that was driving a, um, whatchamacallit, a Toyota Land Cruiser. Yeah. And he won that division. It's, it's a very different type of race. By all means, go online and look it up. But the point I'm getting at here is that Toyota's been killing it. And Toyota also won, I believe, the WRX Championship as well. So off-road... Toyota has been absolutely kicking butt. However, most of the vehicles that you're seeing winning these things are desert runners. They're running either on hard road, off-road, or desert sand. They're not crawling up boulders. And I think that's part of Toyota's thing. It's like, look, this is what we do well. So going back to the Toyota Tundra we were talking about, yeah. and that's package, And that's what, that's what it's tuned for. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying to say. So it's like win the race on Sunday, drive on Monday, or sell a truck sell, on Monday. Sell a truck on Monday, yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, it's not quite the same mentality, but it, it is kind of the same mentality because the Hilux that won the Dakar, it's a custom-built off-roader, right? Yeah, it, it's not uh -huh. what you're going to be buying at the dealership. However, the Hilux is known as being a remarkably tough truck, as is the Tacoma here. And, and, and the engineers are learning from this experience, exactly. right? And they're putting it into their exactly. uh, other production. And GR deal. Racing has their hands in all of this. And the more racing you're going to be hearing about in the future, a majority of that from Toyota is going to be GR Racing. There's more news. Can we do a little news segment? Yes. Since we started there? Yeah. First of all, I want to tell you what happened to me yesterday uh, with our friend Emmy Hall. So Emmy, Emmy Hall, Emmy Hall was there at yeah. the car. She's our sister from another mister. Yeah. Uh, she used to work at TFL for a couple of years, and she still hangs out with us and is willing to, you know, slum it with us from time to time. Uh, one of the most capable uh, automotive journalists out there and also yeah. a proper race car driver. Yeah, and she does a lot of desert racing as well. She does indeed. Uh, and so she texted me, I believe, from Saudi Arabia somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and she said... <laughs> yeah, she's still there. <laughs> she said, you wouldn't believe it. By the way, she was there, also there covering the Audi story. Mm -hmm. So the Audi have a very sophisticated... Yes. Uh, um, is it a plug-in hybrid or is it a hybrid system? It's a hybrid system. Uh, a really, really super sophisticated Audi that um, unfortunately had a lot of accidents and problems during the race, but it was really fast. And if they can get some of that under control, they will be a, a huge force to deal with next it's year. It's kind of the second year of that system. Right. Uh, and they're still quite complex, but they want to prove the electric component of racing, right? That is so, correct. So they're working on that as well. Um, and she said she was talking to a, a one of the drivers just locally, not in the race. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said uh, that driver knew us, knew TFL. <laughs> just right. kind of a random person she met in Saudi Arabia. So uh -huh. that was very special. Thank you, Emmy, yeah. uh, for saying that. I think that's just awesome when you told me that. Uh, also, some news. Um, yeah. uh, I wanted to mention 
uh, about what's happening with some of the prototype shots. Yeah. So we've seen a few prototypes of the F-150 2024, yep. including the new Raptor. That is correct. Uh, so, but small changes. So I, I would just want to say we don't have official word from Ford about what's happening for 2024 trucks. But it looks like they're updating some of the style, especially in the back, using some of the F-150 Lightning taillights, mm -hmm. including on the Raptor. So if you're worried about the Raptor going away, 2023 being the last year, for some reason, of the Raptor franchise, no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> the prototypes for next year are already out on the streets. Right. So don't worry about those. Um, so that's a little bit of piece of news of, about the F-150. Okay, now speaking of the F-150, maybe we should go to the next level and talk about the F-150 Tremor. Now we're on level four. So now we're getting to trucks that are really starting to show their off-road cred. They have a lot more than just beefed up shocks. They have a lot more than just perhaps a rear locker. And in this case, the Ford F-150 Tremor, um, and also the F-250. And uh, now everything Tremor. They're, they're tremorizing... Their entire truck lineup. The Tremor, oh, that's right, all the way down from Maverick. the uh, Maverick. No, the Maverick which is a Tremor. recently took, yeah. took off road. Um, the Tremor is a unique, especially on the F 150, a really unique trim because it gives you a lot. And it's really, it's interesting that you didn't put the Zero 2 next to the Tremor because I would argue that they're very close. But uh, anyway, the Tremor is a very off road capable truck. Well, we can't argue. You know, this is a podcast. You're right about that. Roman wants us to argue more. All right. Well, anyway, let's talk about the Tremor a little bit and then move on to the Mojave, which we forgot to mention uh, last time. Yeah, we didn't touch on Mojave. So first of all, Tremor, like I said, I believe this is, was really Ford answer to the Rebel mm -hmm. line. And I think, of, of course, Ford came out swinging. They gave that truck a lift. Uh, uh, also, the appearance is different, right? I, Big al time. Although... The hood is subtle, so they didn't change the hood a lot. They did change it, but they did orange accents, right, throughout. Oh, uh, the grill? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, the grill, the tow hooks, of course, the painted, which is our favorite thing, yeah. or at least Tommy and I really appreciate that. Right. Um, so, and they, so they did another important thing. So rear locker is, of course, there, yes. but that's not news. Uh, they also added limited slip front differential, which is yes. a torsion. Yes. Um, and now that's a big deal because a lot of manufacturers are trying to go, and we'll talk about that next, to a brake distribution system that kind of stops one wheel from spinning. But you're using brakes, and it's not a mechanical device, you know, and you're burning up your brakes at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's pros and cons to that. But at the same time, you're not dealing with the extra drag and the extra weight of a mechanical locker or, yeah. or an electric locker. Yeah. So the benefit of having the brakes actually stop the wheel and, and you know, creating a simulated locker, I guess you could say, which it'll work. They, yeah. We've seen them work. The benefit is you're saving weight. You're saving some complexity in and doing that. And some cost, maybe. And some cost. Yeah. But at the same time, you are wearing your brakes a little bit more. And then on top of that, it doesn't quite work as good as a, as a proper locker. And I'm sure a lot of you guys would agree with that. However... When it comes to the trimmer, you get pretty much the best of both worlds. On top of that, you get that tank turn thing, which I forgot the name of it. Well, the... The, the dragging wheel. The, the, dra the, the rear wheel. wheel drag. No, they call it trail turn assist. Yeah, That's I think it's form. really cool. It's almost yeah. useless, but it's it's really cool. Yeah, and actually now their Bronco has it. Yep. Their, no, the Ranger... No, I don't think the Ranger have it. 
has it. But they're kind of introducing that across the board right. in a lot of their vehicles. Um, well, we should explain what it is. Yeah, it's pros and cons, once again. Mm -hmm. So the pro, uh, so you, it's a mode you should turn on, and it can work in both four-wheel drive high or low, um, so while four-wheeling. Four and it's assumed that you're on a loose surface. Mm -hmm. So don't try it in your Walmart parking lot. I wouldn't recommend that. Too it much. would be pretty funny if you did. I mean, you could still use it. But, it, but we, explain, we should explain what it is. So now um, you engage the mode right. and you turn the wheel and you start to accelerate and you hear the system come on because it's kind of an anti-lag brake. You can hear that. And it basically, wherever you turn, it just breaks that that inside wheel inside rear tire right and basically becomes a pivot so you're now almost pivoting your vehicle on think that. of it as an anchor that you just threw into the water and as you're making your turn that anchor kicks in and will help drag you around that corner that much better theoretically the thing is is that it really does depend on the surface i got it to work really well once but <sighs> And also it, your aggressiveness on the accelerator depends. <laughs> it depends. It depends, yeah. Yeah, but the idea behind the system is really cool, and the fact that they actually incorporated that into this tremor I think is a hell of a good idea. But it should be used judiciously, I would say. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't like, overuse the system because the other thing is tread lightly, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of trails, especially, you know, in the Rocky Mountains and other regions – uh, you can kind of tear up some of those areas if you keep dragging your tires. Yeah. So use it. It could be useful on a, like a switchback. Where that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. A, a sandy switchback that's really, really tight, it might actually get you out of trouble where you don't have to go back and forth three or four times. It might work. But it's one of those things, once again, where it's just sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Not based on the system itself, but based on the terrain that you're on. So, yeah, and some other vehicles, like the Land Cruiser previous generation, had that system. So, right. So mo many, uh, multiple manufacturers are now exper experimenting with that system. Right. I'm just thrilled that Ford's doing it. Now, let's move on to something that is crazy off-road capable, but was built specifically for something a little bit different. And that is the Jeep Gladiator Mojave. Yes. Now, you may have noticed we didn't mention the Gladiator on the other two levels. You guys already know that the Gladiator comes standard as a 4x4 open diffs. Um, and then you work your way up from there, and there's various levels, obviously. Um, the Rubicon we will be talking about later. But the Mojave is a very interesting trim because it really was built for desert running with a vehicle with solid front and rear axles. So it's a really interesting idea. Yeah, and they launched it a couple of years ago, right before COVID, in fact, what, three years ago now, mm -hmm. right? They announced it, and they made kind of a big deal out of it because the Rubicon name is synonymous with off-roading. Right. Mean, not just because there is a trail named Rubicon, but because Jeep Rubicon is so capable, Right. Uh, period. So the Mojave, like you said, like does not have a front locker, mm -mm. has slightly different suspension, right. maybe a little bit higher in the nose. So it has more clearance. I think it has different tires than the uh, Rubicon as well, if I recall. Yeah, and, and just meant, once again, it's kind of like the TRD Pro. It's meant for faster running mm -hmm. through the desert. Um, also great for potholes. Yeah. <laughs> we found out. Yeah. yeah. So, so actually, all of these trucks are great for potholes because, you know, the, those suspensions can actually Beefier suspensions and, and better tires to, to go through those damn things. Yeah. So, but when I remember Jim Morrison... Um, the head of Jeep uh -huh. North America really launched this brand. We, we, I think you may have been there as well. I was there. Um, but it didn't kind of pan out because I don't hear people talking about Mojave very often. 
do, do you hear in the about Jeep this? community? I do, and the reason I think that a lot of people talk about them is because they're kind of hard to come by. Um, they're they are pricey. Um, oh yeah. The bottom line is that everything. I mean, we're talking about a twenty thousand dollar premium, really. Um, anything that you buy that's Jeep is essentially going to be overpriced as it is. But it's a solid off roader. Uh, and the funny part is the guy that I met in Moab last year who had a Mojave package. What did he do? Put on an electric uh, front locker. Oh, <laughs> so like, he just negated his Mojave. He just, just well, like, well, not negated. Not but negated, just, but it's just but like turned it into Mo Ruby. Mo Ruby, yeah. And I was like, okay, bro, yeah, it's great. So he just he found a reason. Um, but it's it's a great package. There, I believe, is additional articulation because it's really the suspension that's the deal. And the suspension really was built for off-road chatter, going over washboard, going over dunes and everything else, being able to really cushion the vehicle if you jump it. So it takes that, that Gladiator and really makes it into a lot more capable truck for that specific type of terrain. And, um, and also what, the reason why I put it on the same level as the Tremor and higher than other uh, trims we just discussed is because those shocks, is, you know, they're Fox and they're remote reservoir, you know, and it's very, you know, very, very capable. So they're resilient to heat. Yes. Um, you know, fast off-road And running. abuse. They can take a lot of abuse. So that's yeah. why it's there. Yeah, precisely. Now, there's another vehicle that he added to this list, but it's a, <laughs> there's a question mark on it. And that is the Toyota Trail Hunter package. Uh, for those of you who watched our coverage over at SEMA, Andre covered this ad nauseum. And unfortunately, we don't have much from that uh, because this... Are you calling been, my coverage uh, uh, no, in, inconsequential? No, no, quite the opposite. I'm saying that your coverage was one of the only ones out there that was comprehensive, but nobody Thanks. else could back it up because Toyota's not giving us well, anything. It was else. a concept. That that was the issue. Yeah, it's a concept, but come on. So, I mean, that's one step away from production. So, Trail Hunter brand is launched. We don't know a lot of production implications for this, mm -hmm. but we do know what Toyota said. So, they called the Trail Hunter more overlandy, meaning, but also they mentioned slower off-roading. So maybe mm -hmm. this is their answer to the likes of the Rubicon. Possibly. Because, because the Rubicon is really kind of the crawly, um, crawly slow-speed rock crawler. Um, I just want to bring up an image of the um, Toyota Trail Hunter. So while he's doing that, the Trail Hunter uh, looks like it'll go throughout the entire lineup. That's including the upcoming new Tacoma, most likely. I don't think it's going to go on this current Tacoma, personally. Um, but the best image is right here, and that is showing it on the uh, Toyota Tundra. And you can really see the differences just by looking at it. Is there any difference in the bumper? I'm kind of curious uh, about that. Well, yeah, so they're adding kind of steel bumper inserts. So right now their bumpers, even on their pros, are uh, you know the composite or plastic bumper covers. Covers that go right? over steel. And of course, skid plates are underneath it. Right. But now on the Trail Hunter, they're showing full steel, I believe it's steel, uh, front bumper sections and rear bumpers as well. Right. It's basically accessorizing your truck uh, with manufacturer-approved components, mm -hmm. once again. Uh, but they also talked about increased payloads for heavy equipment like uh, tents and roof racks, lights, uh, bigger tires, right? So, so we don't know exactly what that means if they're going to add maybe a mechanical locker up front. Who which knows? Would, which would be epic. Right? But uh, the new bumper does have tow hooks. so That's huge. So, it's, it's been a huge pet peeve of mine. I know some of you guys think I, I, I beat it to death, but it really is an issue I have with it. So aside from the tow hooks, it definitely looks like it has a lift. 
Yeah. It has um, more aggressive looking wheels and very aggressive looking tires. Uh, the, looks like the uh, control arms are different. The uh, suspension altogether has Skid been Skid plates are a little updated. bit different, yes. Yeah. So it's a serious thing they're doing. Uh, once again, we don't know how they're going to productionalize this yet. Mm -hmm. So we don't quite we don't quite understand every component of the Trail Hunter. That's why I put a question on it because right. we don't know how it falls. Where but it looks like it's going to hit this line that we're talking about with the tremor somewhere, and the Mojave. somewhere within this line. Yeah. Um, and also, we don't know how much it will cost because I'm assuming it'll be the highest priced Tundra off-road truck potentially. Uh, I asked them, I said, is this above TRD Pro? Mm -hmm. And Toyota said it's kind of a brother to the Pro. So they see the Pro as the fast off-roader, and they see the Trail Hunter as a little bit slower, long-distance off-road runner. Which is really interesting to see whether or not they're going to be able to make this happen. Uh, nothing against Toyota, but they can be vague from time to time. Uh, but we should be hearing a lot more about this truck in the near future. Now, we should probably go up to number three, on our list, and this is where things start getting really super beefy, but also there's a huge question mark about one of these trucks. Yeah, so uh, once again, we are uh, way up now in our uh, capability again. Uh, on this level, I put several trucks, a ZR2, a mm -hmm. GM, uh, 84X, which is kind of a newish brand from GM. Right, but it, it, I mean, that's the GMC version of the ZR2 in my book, which has more luxury, but essentially the same capability. I've put Rubicon up here mm -hmm. because we got to talk about, of course, Jeep and uh, Wranglers and Gladiators. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I've added Rivian. We haven't discussed Rivian in the space before, right? But we've driven more of them. Now we've have experience with the R1S and mm -hmm. the R1T truck, right? And the SUV. Um, and I, I would kind of add Rivian in the space. I personally speaking, I would have kept them for number four, actually going up against the Trimmer and the Mojave. What the Rivian? Yeah, I okay. think that I don't think they're quite as capable as the ZR2 and the AT4X. They don't have the suspension capability for articulation. They don't. Qu I mean, they have pretty good ground clearance. But they don't have that hardcore armor. And the bashability, I think they're a little bit more delicate, to be honest with you. Well, we haven't really super, super bashed them, right? Because yeah, but some guys they are, are electric. Right. And they are supposed to have, you know, really good belly protection because that's where the battery lives. Exactly. Uh, but I don't want to find out myself. <laughs> Neither do. And I think I, most owners don't because these things start at, what, 80? Uh, yeah, so I don't want to, like, land it on the pointy rock and see what happens. Right. So the other um, vehicles that are on this list, though, let's talk about them real quick. The ZR2, we recently owned one, and it's still one of my favorite trucks out there. Even compared to the Raptor and the TRX, I think that the ZR2 1500 that we had was one of the more logical trucks out there because not everybody needs a million horsepower or a $100,000 truck to do serious off-roading, the ZR2 t does everything. It just doesn't do it quite as fast as the Raptor R and the TRX. We'll get to those in a minute. Uh, this is, once again, my perspective. Uh, Andre may be different. Front locker, rear locker, super capable off-road package with uh, the DSSV spool valve uh, suspension system, armor, very, very logical setup, and a big beefy V8 that does not have a turbocharger, that does not have a supercharger, but that does give you decent all-around capability. And, of course, you know, these things are considered pretty reliable. So, in my book, a very good trade-off within that segment. And ours started, there's not a lot of options when you get no, a Silverado ZR2 because it's 
similar to what TRD Pro is. Right. It's kind of adding some luxury features, including uh, fraud features. Mm -hmm. uh, ours was about 72000 I believe, when we bought it a year um, ago, right. almost a year ago. Um, but once again, so it's in that $70,000 territory. The GMC is a bit more expensive, the 84X. But it gives you more luxury. Uh, more luxury, and of more course. More business, too, I think. Yeah, you know, <laughs> GMC talk about, you know, the nice headliners. Yeah. And the soft massaging seats. Yeah, I like that. You know, all, all that stuff. Um, but 84X was interesting. They, it, they launched in 2022 mm -hmm. on the Sierra truck. Right. Uh, and then for 2023, we did the recently a story about this. They... Um, one of my complaints was the approach angle because they left the um, the 84 bumper on the 84X truck, but now they are using AEV bumpers across the board, which offer better approach angle and also bashability. Because yes. Those are steel bumpers. Proper steel bumpers. Um, so I think they're raising their game once again. So that's really cool. I think 84X. And now it's spreading, right? So now they're going to have the Canyon 84X. Right. Uh, and then the rumor is, well, not the rumor, they announced the heavy-duty 84X and the heavy-duty ZR2 are coming. We just haven't seen them yet. So we'll do another story about this, judging the, the heavy-duty trucks, right? Uh, because we mentioned the Rebel heavy-duty. We mentioned the Tremor heavy-duty. But I think it deserves its own show later on. Yeah, those are just such, and, and right there with the power wagon, too, I'd say, yeah, too. Yeah. That's just very different. Because I know you guys are asking about the power wagon. You know it's one of my favorites. But I think it oh. goes in a different division because it's a heavy-duty truck. Oh, uh, I have a message for you from one of our viewers. Yes. <laughs> it's on Instagram, I believe. So uh, they wanted you to be aware that somebody has taken a mostly stock power wagon through Hell's Revenge. And, oh. and, and, and I don't know if you, it yeah. was a white truck. I don't know yeah, if you I noticed some of that. Yeah, it went but, through the hot tub. Yeah. So, and it'll climb the, uh, um, the escalator and it climbed all, all the obstacles. Yeah, so. it, it's a beefed up version of the um, Power Wagon. And it's a remarkable truck. But I was being told it was mostly stock. I don't know if I got the wrong information mm, on some that. Of the, some of the, I don't know, it looked like it had it a lift like on it. It looked like the tires yeah, are the different. Yeah, the tires were bigger or too, the, for the sure. wheels and tires are. Yeah, 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 I can almost guarantee that. Uh, still, really, really cool stuff. Now, the Rubicon is on this list as well. And the Rubicon, of course, is the Gladiator. Gladiator Rubicon is now a step up because we are talking about a vehicle that has serious armor, serious suspension, front and rear lockers, upgraded tire and wheel package. Uh, is it a standard winch? I don't know for sure. I know it is on the power wagon. But uh, no, no, I mean, the bumper can be, accept it. Can, can accept yeah, it. It's like a Wrangler, basically. Okay. Yeah. But altogether, a very, very capable off-road truck. And for a while, the most capable off-road truck in its class. I am curious to see how the next ZR2 Colorado competes against that. Rumor has that I know might know somebody who might be getting one. Um, <clears throat> so the Rubicon really does belong on this list. I don't think the Rivian really belongs So the here. Rivian, you, you would like to put the Rivian next to the Tremor and right, the Mojave. Right, the Mojave, exactly. Well, because I, could, I just don't see that articulation. It just can't do it. it the suspension I, system I could argue with you. I mean, I could argue a little further because the, the Rivian has four motors. Yeah. And yes, I mean, Tommy has been researching this with his slip tests, mm -hmm. right? And the Rivian is, you know, the Rivian, the negative is the weight, right? The Rivian oh, yeah. electric trucks are quite heavy. Yes, they are. As all electric vehicles are, mm -hmm. um, but the four motor system allows it to be quite precise with its off-road system, uh, and also it has air suspension, so you can jack it all the way up. Yeah, but once so, you jack it up, then you lose your articulation. 
And comfort. Yes. To some, to <laughs> and, some level. And it's rock hard. And, and comfort. And you were talking about Emmy Hall. Yeah. She drove one of those in the um, in a race. And one at of the, the Rebel Rally, yes, right? Yes, the Rebel Rally and articulation is an issue for her as well. So and weight. So it's really good. Don't get me wrong. I would own one in a heartbeat if I could afford one. But I don't think it belongs up at that higher level. I think it's a mid-level in terms of its off-road capability. Now you put the serious tires on there and change the suspension, you know, valving around a little bit. Maybe it would go higher. Speaking and of higher, should we go up to this next level? Yeah, yeah. So the next level, <laughs> uh, Raptor has been king, of course, until 2021 mm-hmm. uh, for many reasons. Uh, but then, of course, the TRX showed up. But right. on the next level, I would put the Raptor, and I'm not talking about the R. I'm no. talking about the standard EcoBoost Twin Turbo. Are you talking about the 37? Y- yes, they. I would put the 30. I would because put, that's kind of unique. I put the 37 in the same realm. Okay, on the same level. Because there, for those of you who don't know, there's really two uh, Ford Raptors out there. Uh, for F-150 Raptors. There's the regular F-150 Raptor, which is of course what he's talking about. And what I was talking about is the 37, which is a Ford Raptor, but they actually upgraded a few things in the rear suspension uh, and actually where the rear tire goes, uh, the extra tire, in order to make room. For 37-inch tires. Yeah. And, um, from the factory. From the factory. And it's not even the dealership-installed item. It, no, it's, it's a installed factory, factory. Yeah. But, I mean, they really did have to do a lot of engineering to make that happen, which is why I like to consider it unique. However, I would agree that both of those do belong on this level, which is the second level from the very top. And another one that he put on there, but I think there's a little bit of a question mark, <laughs> is the GMC Hummer EV, which we oh, own. <sighs> So this is a hard one. So first of all, let's wrap up the Raptor really quick. Yes. Raptor, third generation, I think they keep improving it. Uh, We could argue that maybe some of the styling has been a little bit uh, conservative on their part. I would like a lot lot more to say. You know, big Um, arrow saying I have a Raptor. I drove the 37 package, which sits taller. Yes. It's just more commanding position mm-hmm. uh you're less worried about hitting obstacles because you have additional ground clearance correct uh, you still have protection so the raptor 37 really is really high on my list mm-hmm. um so now i would agree with you by the way on that so now it's almost in that trx zone and we can talk about trx in a minute um the hummer mm-hmm. so on paper the hummer is amazing on paper it is uh, other than its weight because when you look at the weight specification on the Hummer... Over 9,000 pounds, and the one we own is 9,450 pounds? Yes. Yeah. So it's almost a... Well, it's heavier than a dually diesel. It's a heavier than some school buses. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I would. Okay. Uh, maybe a short bus. A short bus. Okay. Um, but Roman has... So we upgraded our Hummer from the factory, they say... You could go to the dealership and accessorize a Hummer EV with 37s, which we did. Yep. Uh, which made the truck, in my opinion, more proportional, more... It should have come like that from, from the beginning. I would agree with you. It, it looks a lot more like it, it, like a Hummer really should. Those big tires and the wheels look great, and, and it looks really good. However... However, Roman has had a mechanical issue or two in Moab once again. This is the second time that these vehicles really let us down, and... Um, I won't go into details because you really should listen to the podcast and, and, and Roman and also will the video and also Roman has a full video about this right and um, I wasn't you you and I weren't there we weren't there but we got to hear the phone call he was not having a good day um, so 
this this vehicle is a moonshot in many ways in terms of the idea of it, which is an all-electric vehicle that can do serious off-roading. However, some of the execution seems to be a little glitchy. I think I can simply say that. Oh, yeah. Which is why, even though it's up there with the Raptor in terms of on paper how crazy capable it can be, the fact is is that in practice, I don't think it's up there with the Raptor, and I think you agree with me. Well, here's where... Here's what elevates the Hummer to almost the very, very top for me is the uh, four-wheel steering. Yeah. And, and you I mean go it. 10 degrees in the rear, I, which is remarkable. I, I mean it. It changes the game for how maneuverable a truck like this mm -hmm. can be. And I wish the Raptor had four-wheel steering. I do, too. I mean, it's, it's, it's that good. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, we've had issues. Um, so, for example, air suspension. And I experienced this myself mm -hmm. on the Hummer. Um, sometimes the compressor may overheat if you use it too much. Yeah, you know, I wonder why. Going up and down, lifting 9 million pounds. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we had a front differential problem. Oh, the locker. I'm calling it the differential. It's not a diff. It's actually the motor itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, because there's a three, it's a three-motor system. Mm -hmm. So there's two in the back, one in the front. Yeah. yeah. And the front motor, once again, had a, some sort of an air code, and it was inactive. So Roman was in two-wheel drive for a lot of his off-roading trips. While he was in the middle of an off-road, uh, on trail. an ORV trail, basically. Yeah. Um, but once again, we won't go into details because you really need to listen to his detail about it and also watch the video because he's actually going to show you what happened. But this isn't the first time we've had failures with this vehicle. And I think it has to do with it's, it's a first-year vehicle. And, you know, there are glitches. And with it's quite complex, very complex. Extraordinarily complex. And I think that's the other problem with it. Yeah, so that's, for that reason, it's kind of dropping a level or two. Right. right? It could have been at the very, very top of this, of this capability uh, pyramid, uh, but it's dropping down because of some of its mechanical issues. Okay, now let's talk about the two top guys. Yeah, so TRX, arguably, and I think you can argue with us on this, too. We owned one. We we owned one for a year and a half. I think it's we didn't want to sell it. <coughs> Roman oh Roman had a dev grip on the steering wheel. So do all of us. I, everybody here, we kind of tried to petition Roman saying, listen, can we just sell off body parts and keep it? Yeah, let's sell everything else. Just keep the TRX. What we have to do, unfortunately, is that when we buy these vehicles, like what we did with this Hummer, is we hold on to it, but then we sell it. In some cases, even for a little bit of a profit, but for the most part, we're just kind of folding it to the next vehicle because you guys do not want to watch a million videos about the same truck. You want the next new truck, so we'll bring in some other new ones into our fleet. So that's what we had to do eventually with the TRX. In fact, I think the TRX led to the... Um, the well, it led to the Hummer. Yeah, exactly. I ironically enough. Which is a um, real shame. But the TRX... So here's the three levels of a super truck, right? Mm. We, we've attached that name to the Hummer before. Mm -hmm. We've attached this name to TRX and the Raptor. But the super truck has to have three elements. Okay. It has to be visually unique. Yes. And the TRX does okay job. You know, in, it's I think it looks bit, fantastic. It's a little bit stealthy in some areas and, and also great in others. <coughs> it has to have, the second thing is power. It has <laughs> to have unique power and the TRX delivers with a Hellcat. Indeed. And it has to have suspension. And TRX delivers it. Um, it does have a wide body. It does have the, you know, that capable suspension. It has Bilstein shocks, um, which are adjustable, right? Um, actively, semi-actively adjustable. <clears throat> it has all those things. Oh, it does. Uh, and that's why it's, it's at the top or near the top of this list. It also has a high price. 
It does indeed. Now, initially, they started off in the low 70s, technically speaking, on paper. But that's no longer the case. Yeah, it's now like 84 grand. Um, good so luck the, getting for one the of base one. Yeah, good luck finding one of those. And, and the, we had the base truck with a couple of packages like for towing. Uh, ours was like 77 grand. So even ours was quite, you know, expensive for, the, for that time. But now the base TRX, and I use base in quotes, right? It already has that 702 horsepower. It has, you know, all those features. Yeah, um, off-road modes. But, but it has the nicest, it does not have the nicest interior right. or keyless entry or some other items. That is correct. Now, the thing about super trucks in my book, and there's only two of them that exist in my book, once again, because we dropped the Hummer a little bit until they fix some of these issues. It has to be stupid fun. I'm not talking about the type of fun where, whoo, I can have a little bit of fun going through the dunes. I mean, like... Oh my God, I could I, kill myself by accelerating too much because this will jump 80 feet over this dune and I will set off not only the airbags, but crunch it in half. That type of crazy power. And for a while, the TRX was really the only truck that made me feel that way. And that was until Andre told me about the Ford Raptor R. Yes, so finally, we a lot of us have been waiting for this. Uh, mm. V8 powered, proper factory Raptor. And Ford delivered. And actually, um, I just heard from my uh, buddy Thomas uh, here in Denver. Uh, I believe his Raptor R is on a, on a train. Oh, great. Actually being delivered to Colorado. It could pull the train. Uh, it could technically <laughs> pull the train, too. Um, but you talked about that crazy, you know, I need to update my will type mm -hmm. of power. Yeah. I experienced it on the first drive of the Raptor. I R. remember seeing the images. And uh, I hated. Did you, you see my it. eyes? I did. Remember, see my, yeah. they were kind of popping out. Andre's eyes will bulge out from time to time when real, when things start to when the <laughs> S starts going down. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was Andre. It was great. So definitely watch the video where he's uh, in the dunes. Yeah, right? uh, Silver Lake in, in Michigan. That's right. Which yeah. I've never been at, and I was really really enjoyed that. But area. It's a small area, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, it's a small, but. A lot going on in a very small amount of space. Exactly. Uh, which is really awesome. Um, but here's the thing. So they put basically the Predator engine in this F-150 Raptor. Explain the Predator engine. Predator engine was born really from the GT500 Mustang. That is correct. Right? So it's got a supercharger. It's a V8. It's, it's you know, um, and it's, in this case, it has 700 horsepower. Mm -hmm. And this is a big, huge controversy the TRX is 702, and the Raptor R is 700. Why didn't they go 703? Um, they say because um, they focused on off-road performance, mm -hmm. not drag race speeds. But we will drag race one. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, very, very We soon. have friends who own TRXs, so we'll be able to get our hands on well, In fact, yeah. even modified TRXs if we wanted. Yeah, so we have several access to some TRX trucks. Uh, we will <clears> soon have access to Raptor R. Um, and... There's an important caveat here, yeah. um, and I've, I've already pronounced my love for the TRX. We love the TRX. We've had the TRX. However, I do acknowledge, despite the fact I'm the fattest person at TFL by far, that lightweight helps immensely off-road no matter what you're doing. Actually, it helps no matter what you're doing in terms of performance or even economy. And Ford has managed to make the Raptor R, a lightweight truck by comparison. So there is a major difference between the two in terms of weight, which means that performance, not necessarily acceleration off the line, but off-road performance could benefit the Raptor R. Really the only way to ascertain them. 
The only way to really figure this out is to go back-to-back off-road with the two of these trucks, which we will be doing in the near future. And also drag racing them for fun. I Hell mean, yeah. That's, what, that's why that's we what do we it. do. Yeah, that's fun. That's what we do. It's about fun. And this is what a super truck that costs $109,000 does. <sighs> that's so painful, though. So, so that's another painful item of this. Uh, what they did uh, with the Raptor R is they loaded the, with, with every feature. So it almost comes one way. Right. So the the only option you could put on it is the panoramic sunroof, and the tailgate step. Right. I believe. Oh, and the bedliner. Funny enough, it's an option. <laughs> Go on, figure. Just, I, I just throw the bedliner in there. Yeah. Well, maybe they're doing that because of weight. I mean, okay. personally speaking, you know, the the panoramic sunroofs, those things are pretty heavy. Yeah. There's actually a lot of weight, and some yeah, people don't yeah, want yeah. them. Yeah. And some people don't want them. Yeah. I, and I, I actually, could dig that. we had the TRX without the panoramic. That's sunroof. right. We that was and, an option. And I don't think we ever missed one. Or yeah. at least I didn't. I, I mean, I think they're cool for a minute, but I'm not one of the people who. You needs know what them. it's cool for? Mm. Like impressing friends, like taking them into a canyon and showing them the mountains above you. Right. Or going through like a downtown area and looking up and like wowing at surroundings. Right. right. Or especially if there's a sliding glass panel, being able to open up all the windows and having a little bit of an open air experience. Yeah. I think that's cool too. But other than that, it's just added, added weight. Uh, right. And they managed to make the Raptor R. Just about 6,000 pounds with all the luxury features that it has and all the technology Which and all the... is way under what the, uh, uh, the TRX... TRX starts... The base TRX, I believe, according to the spec sheet, is about 6,350. Right. And if you option the TRX up, that weight increases. Right. So really, the Raptor R has like a 400-pound advantage, maybe more. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. So that's a big advantage. That's two dudes. One or, and a half or, dudes. Or, Okay. What an, well, right here. But, but still, that's a big advantage. It is a huge advantage, and that's kind of my point. So I, I, I'm very curious to see how the two compete against each other. I have a feeling that the TRX is going to be like a brute, kind of like bringing you know, a shotgun to a knife fight, but that the Raptor will be a little bit more like a scalpel, and it will be able to kind of carve around. A sniper and, rifle? Or sniper Maybe. rifle, perhaps. Some, okay. Something that can really go around and be very exact about its movements and you know, be lighter on its toes. But once again, we haven't driven both back to back yet, but we've driven one and we've driven the other, we being Andre. So <laughs> so we're going to find out in the near future. But and that they are really the number one on our list. And the Raptor R is on 37s. So the TRX right. does not have a 37 Pat- factory package. No, it doesn't. Although there's an awful lot of owners who have already done that. I know. And some owners went above and beyond, <laughs> uh, as we know. But the Raptor R... I would put it near the top because of that ultimate, oh my goodness, fun uh, super truck experience. But more to come. Yes. Uh, More to come. So hopefully this helps you a little bit to navigate the space of off-road trucks. Uh, We talked about a lot of things. You know, suspension, traction is very important. Yes. Tire selection is very important. Yeah, and I know that so many of you are probably thinking, well, you know what, I'm just going to replace the tires anyway. And you would be right. However, that, you know, that's a thousand bucks easily. It's an expense. And what I really love, uh, what more manufacturers are doing, including GM, uh, I announced I'm buying a Colorado. So Trail Boss. Yes. So that was announced publicly. So thank you for your support. but I was able to, from the factory, choose my tire. That's you know, sometimes, huge. Sometimes manufacturers push a tire on you. Right, as part of the package. Yeah, but but no. The Trail Bus Color I ordered, I got with Goodyear a Territory MTs. Mm. And it was like a $400 option, which is relatively affordable, other than me getting the truck. 
going to aftermarket, swapping tires, paying, which costs a lot more money. I don't know, fifteen hundred bucks. Yes, up or, to or yeah, up to to get some really good tires. Right. But I did it from the factory, which is great. Right. So something to keep in mind, guys, if you're looking at trucks. Well, anyway, I think we, we may have run we, a little bit past our, we, our uh, time. but We um, were passionate, I think, in this one. We were passionate, indeed. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Stay tuned. A lot more coming. Remember, a lot of stuff with Roman's Adventures with the Hummer coming up. You need to watch those videos. Yeah, and also, just next week, it's Bear Jackson Auction. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned. I have some coverage from Barrett Jackson. Are you going to get drunk like a lot of the other people who bid on these things? Oh, of course not. Okay. I'm, I'm always professional. You know You me. are indeed. I, if I was uh, there, I'd be hammered. Uh, uh, and also, we have a, quite a few projects happening, including our Trail Hunter series, which mm -hmm. are Ram Cummins truck. Uh, which we were building into an overland rig with Alucab and Juniper Overland. Right. And so stay tuned. We have big updates coming on this. All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.